Listener Production. US markets struggle for direction despite better than expected inflation figures. And Australian shares expected to end the week lower ahead of home prices data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Friday, the 1st of December. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, the first day of summer, and you're complaining about the La Nina like events. But there's nothing to complain about when it comes to those inflation figures that we saw last night. Surprising, however, the uh, perhaps sniffy response that we've seen as far as these markets are concerned. Well, perhaps there's signs of buyer exhaustion at the moment, Tom. We've had a massive run-up in the month of November. Currently, as it stands, we've got both the Dow Jones and S&P 500 up by over 8% for the month of November. The NASDAQ is up by a blistering 10%. So That's how you make money, Ryan. That's how you make money. So broadly, the Dow Jones is around its highest level this year. And we have seen the S&P 500 at these current levels having its best month since July 2022. As we speak right now, we have got the Dow Jones up 0.7%, the S&P 500 lower by a quarter of a percent, and the NASDAQ down by 0.8 of a percent. Government bonds are a little higher in yield, uh, lower in price. So a two-year government bond up by five basis points to 4.7% and a 10-year up by six basis points to 4.33%. Each counterintuitive, Ryan, I would put to you, given the fact that we saw some quite reasonable inflation figures last night. Yes, Tom. So we did see the personal consumption expenditure deflator, which is the US Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation. It was well behaved during the month of October. In fact, we saw a outcome which was in line with expectations up 0.2% in the month. The annualized number, however, eased from 3.7% to 3.5%. And that's the lowest level in about two and a half years. I think, you know, when you pull back, look at the bigger picture in terms of where we have generally come from with inflation measures in a couple of key jurisdictions, the US in particular, inflation is moderating. And we also saw out of Europe last night that thing continue as well. Eurozone inflation slowed to 2.4% year on year in November, down from 2.9% in October, once again below market expectations for 2.7%. Yes. So is it now a time when you can breathe a little more easily? Well, I'd point out that the 10-year yield in the United States is down by a massive 54 basis points in November as we speak. It's on track for its biggest monthly fall since August 2011. That's on the back of expectations the US Federal Reserve is done and markets are now pricing in a nearly 75% chance that the Fed will cut rates by at least 25 basis points in May. But of course, the reaction from the bond market has been a bit different, as you mentioned. Perhaps they've risen on speculation. The market has moved too far in projecting Fed rate cuts. You know, we're in something of a sweet spot and the markets don't feel... That's not a natural place to reside, the sweet spot where everything seems to be falling in line. The, you know, the earnings that we have seen uh, in different iterations have been quite encouraging. Last night, for example, we saw Snowflake. Uh, that is an organization that specializes in uh, software. They had some very encouraging figures. 
Uh, their earnings per share came in considerably better than what the market had been looking for, uh, 27 cents per share versus a 16 cent outcome that had been forecast. Their sales were up nicely as well relative to expectations. So that came in at 734 million for the uh, quarter. The market was looking for something closer to 713. Revenue up by 32% relative to the same time last year. And one of my favorite measures, and as it is many um, uh, observers, free cash flow was up by 70% compared to the same time last year, right? When you see that type of figure, that is an organization that is doing very well. Absolutely. So there's been a lot of focus this year on artificial intelligence, but the other element that's been supportive of the market has been the cloud computing and cloud software companies. And that was reinforced by the performance of Salesforce last night. It jumped over 7% on an upbeat profit forecast and new report offered further evidence of easing inflation. And within that report, we did see certainly those fiscal third quarter earnings that topped analyst estimates. Revenue also increased 11% to 7.84 billion US dollars from a year ago, although we did see its growth rate slip a little bit in 2023. But broadly, that was the key catalyst for driving the Dow Jones high last night. If you look at the other indexes, however, those rising bond yields made the tech sector less appealing. And we saw chip maker NVIDIA Tesla ahead of its Cybertruck release, Microsoft and Alphabet fall between 0.6% and 3.2% weighing on both the S&P 500 and NASDAQ indexes. I would say to you that um, given where we are in the month, that's probably just a little bit of noise and you'd be looking to the next couple of days to get a better feel for that. But the interesting anecdotes to come out of both uh, Snowflake and Salesforce is in relation to corporate uh, budgets and the m- mindset in relation to spending. And they said the corporates are, you know, being a little more expansive in terms of uh, CapEx. And that's important because, you know, so often the, you seem to be uh, confronted with a narrative that describes corporates as being like, you know, on a white knuckle ride, they're um, neurotic, they're not looking forward to the future optimistically. So these anecdotes are very important from a third-party perspective. They are. And speaking of which, and I don't want to go into this too much, but yesterday we had our business investment data in Australia and business investment was at an eight-year high despite all the challenges with the global economy and higher interest rates and inflation at the moment. And in Europe overnight, we did see some gains there. The FTSE Euro First 300 index was up 0.6%. The German DAX was 0.3% higher. And we also saw in London the UK FTSE 100 index up 0.4%. Now, there's another important outcome that we need to reflect on in the commodity space because we've been alluding to it from time to time in recent days. But OPEC and allied producers have uh, convened in the cloud. It was a virtual meeting and there was a lot of discussion before this meeting as to what they would do. And we have seen a quite significant reaction from traders in the oil market. So the US oil NYMEX or WTI price is currently down by 2.7% to 75.75 US dollars a barrel. That outcome was slightly unexpected, Tom, because when we have these meetings with OPEC, we're expecting a continuation or extension of their production cuts, but at the same time, a potential deepening of them, which would indicate a flaw for the oil price and maybe a lift in the oil price, but the opposite has happened. And the reason for that is that the market is doubting that OPEC will deliver on its promised output cuts. What they've announced so far 
is that we have seen Riyadh or Saudi Arabia extend its voluntary production cuts of 1 million barrels per day through to the end of the first quarter of 2024. Russia's deepened its voluntary supply cuts to 500,000 barrels per day through to the end of the first quarter. But of course, it's doubtful whether the African countries will follow through. And this really speaks to the issue around OPEC um, historically is the discord that can emerge between the various countries. So uh, when they agree, it's almost uh, unusual. So this has been part of the reason why from time to time we have seen uh, some quite significant declines in oil prices, notwithstanding the conversation about the potential for cuts. So yesterday we saw a big fall and a recovery for the oil price. This session, it was a similar dynamic. At one stage, the oil price was down by as much as 6% when the uh, where wet WTI is concerned. But to, to your point, it's recovered and it's only down by 2% and change as we speak right now. And the Aussie dollar has dipped from 66.49 US cents to 65.70 US cents. Currently trading at 66.05 US cents. We have seen a little bit of strength in the US dollar overnight weighing on the Aussie. Indeed, the SPY futures are indicating it will be down by about a third of a percent today. Home prices and uh, some PMI figures are the core economic highlights of the day. They are, and we're expecting to see an increase in home prices in the month of November, but of course, a little bit of a loss of momentum in those gains with higher interest rates and borrowing costs. Primary Investments hosts an annual general meeting. Excellent. Have a lovely weekend, all. Uh, it's been a delight having you on the journey this week. Uh, as Ryan said, the Aussie dollar is trading just north of 66 US cents. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.